Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we've had a hot and stormy week, been surrounded by film students, wrapped up a farm documentary, and learned that we're going to have an overinflated living room squatter for the foreseeable future. Add to that, a certain dating website is getting some extra visitors too. Anyway, I'm sure you're just going to love me always prep the deep patch show. More so when we take a look at those other crazy regular features you'll only hear, that's right, here on the Nat Show. Here at Two Medicine Farm, what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nat's Florida Island, we've had another odd, hot and highly unpredictable week. Yeah, that's right, there's no odder or sometimes even hotter place on earth. Wolfgang Wiener Schnitzel III, yeah, he's the German documentary filmmaker, has finally wrapped up his documentary right here on the farm, and I got a private preview of some of his efforts. Yeah, you know, he's actually succeeded in a couple of ways, I'd say. First, he actually managed to get the wife, her best buddy, and the mother-in-law all in the same frame. Yeah. Almost impossible, if you ask me. But Wolfgang assured me that he'd learnt those skills after filming trucks, trains and construction equipment back home in Germany. (laughs) And second, well, perhaps another surprising feat, I suppose, he actually made me little Florida farm look interesting. (laughs) Believe me, that takes some talent. You know, maybe I just got used to it, you know, I could never find it interesting at all. Add to that, I'm here all the time, aren't I? So anyway, that wasn't the end of the filmmaking possibilities here. Oh no, me hideous, monstrous mother-in-law, or M.I.L. for short, yep, that's Satana Troglodyte, has been gaining equally monstrous free publicity right here on my show. And we've suddenly had loads of fresh-faced, or was it just green film students? By that I mean green horn. You know, not you know, like kind of inexperienced, but not green like the MIL. No, no, no. She was born that way, I think. <laughs> After all, most humans just get a tan in the sunshine, don't they? Add to that, the film folks have to use real special effects in every movie she features in. Yep, if you put the mother-in-law in front of a modern green screen, she just disappears altogether. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that's a lovely thought in it. Anyway, I digress, don't I? Anyway, film school grads have been sniffing around the farmhouse trying to get the MIL to appear in their latest, though amateurish, movie concepts. <laughs> the upside is with the recent rainstorms, we've got quite a swamp in the far field. Yep, that's a ready-made set for any horror movie, I can tell you. <laughs> the other interesting aspect is that Satana actually likes young filmmakers. Yeah, she reckons the young ones far more tender and don't see her coming Hmm. well mostly because they're so involved with their new equipment (laughs) she does admit one thing yep she can't eat a whole one at one sitting (laughs) 
On the other hand, the wife Elsie, you know, eats most things, but fortunately hasn't got her mother's bizarre and wide-ranging appetite for raw flesh. Add to that, and by the way, the wife's the only person I know right now that's not actually worried about inflation at all. Oh no. Well, I reckon it's because every time I look at her, she's inflated just a little bit more. <laughs> of course, in contrast, the wife's best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandy Washington or BBW to Friends. Yep, she's another of those equally overinflated, hideous and full-time, fully paid-up members of the Feed Me Too movement. <laughs> and of course, devoted all-you-can-eat buffet fan. She's still living under me roof and it seems she's going to keep squatting for the foreseeable future, if not ever. <laughs> yep, a new hubby, skinny old Frank, the 24-hour plumber, an absolute obsessed stuffer fan, has moved into their newly remodelled home. Only the once happy couple are now discussing divorce after only a couple of months of marriage. Yeah, considering all Frank's done so far is feed her. You know, I doubt if feeding can be really included as consummation of the marriage, eh? Yep, the only thing he's put inside her is fast food. <laughs> so I guess, you know, an annulment is about about there, yeah. On the other hand, without the daily, or was it hourly, delivery service in operation, the wife's microwave is now back on full power for most of the day. And, of course, my grocery bill is climbing again. <laughs> Well, thinking of things that go on and on and make an hideous buzzing noise and that steady stream of hopeful film students traipsing around the farm and checking the depth and temperature of me swamp. I had an unusual few days, I can tell you. Dear, I suppose it started when I had the misfortune of noticing the wife Elsie and beyond it had headed back to an online dating website. Yeah. <laughs> to put up a couple of ads. Only this time, it wasn't only beyond it, fishing in that murky old pond. Oh no, the wife had put up an ad too. She thinks I don't know about it, but then when I checked the ads and saw one that said, lonely farmer's wife starved of affection and looking for love, I could only guess. Well, I'd say she's not starved any other way, I can tell you. But you know, I really don't mind, you know. But before you otherwise, you know, go away and think, well, we've got one of them open marriages. Oh, no, nothing like that at all. Definitely not. I've just got an open door policy instead. Yeah, if anyone wants to take her off me hands, they're welcome. <laughs> to be honest, I'd long for a nice break, but it all got a lot worse when I got to read the rest of her ad by making a fake profile for myself. Yeah. Married farmer who desperately wants to be single again. <laughs> hmm. And it was a big go oh dear all round, I can tell you. I mean, the wife was saying, well, amongst other things, that she's still looking for someone to sweep her off her feet. You know, I can't think of anything more romantic, can you? Well, as long as they bring a bulldozer or an eight-wheeler, that's it. Yeah. She'll be immediately swept off her feet that way. Add to that, she's described her figure as curvy and her weight as a few extra pounds. Yeah. I mean, that's like describing a mountain range as curvy and saying a freight train carries a few extra pounds across the country in it. It's not an exaggeration, it's an outright understatement and misstatement all round. But if you think that's bad enough, 
you should see beyond its lame offering. <laughs> it starts out, have you been hurt before? <laughs> Believe me, if you end up dating beyond it, I absolutely guarantee someone's going to end up not just hurt, but seriously injured. <laughs> yeah, she only has to turn around in a small space and all kinds of weird stuff happens and I'm not just talking about stuff flying around either. Oh no, it's the sinister way she managed to switch the lights on and off when she's still six feet away from him. Yeah. That's it, one turn and that's all. Nothing but disaster, I can tell you. Anyway, I'm slipping off topic right there, aren't I? They put those ads up six days ago, and since then we've had a steady trickle of unusual visitors. Showing up here on the farm as before, they come in all shapes and sizes, races and ages, but to be honest, most of the time it looks more like the line-up at a food bank. <laughs> We've all been given strict instructions up front here to bring the food with them (laughs) and not expect anything in return. (laughs) The old living room's got to looking like a candy store and the kitchen is stacked high with all kinds of weird and wonderful food. I suppose the worst part of the wife and her best buddy's antics is you think these guys were showing up, well, not for a date, but a job interview. And believe me, Even beginning to take care of those two is more than a simple part-time job, I can tell you. Oh no, it's full-time hard labour. Yep, that's hard labour, even before you even try to extract them from the sofa. (laughs) You know, I think they shouldn't be looking for individual dates at all. They should be looking for, say, a construction team, or maybe, better, you know, a demolition gang instead. Either way, despite the usual drama that seems to spew up me farmhouse like a badly written Broadway musical and staying with me regular farmhouse trolls and tribulations for a while, the tin can trailer home of Quinton, me camper artist and part-time farmhand and his devoted guitar-plucking partner, Coagula, includes a bunch of that drama. <laughs> farm dog young Clay in full-time residence. Clay and Quinton have made friends since last week's biting incident. Yep, Quinton's not foaming at the mouth yet, and it wasn't really young Clay's fault at all for mistaking him as a horse in the barn either. Oh dear. Either way, Clay's been lined up to bite the fresh-faced filmmakers on command. And Quinton's ready behind him with speedy advice and his so-called antibiotic ointment. Add to that, if Clay bites them in the right places, Quinton rewards him with a cookie. <laughs> the victims are then at the mercy of something far worse. Oh no, not rabies. No, think harder. Much, much worse. Yep, it's Quinton's severely limited first aid skills with an ulterior motive. <laughs> you know, most guys would be off running well before you tried rubbing anything in. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of protecting your property from unwanted visitors and the like, I've got a new little feature on my show this week, and it's called Dolly's Dates. Before you ask, no, fortunately, me daughter, young Dolly, is not dating yet. Either way, when she does finally get into that bad habit, <laughs> I'll be getting me private arsenal organised too. Yeah, actually, added to that, I'd say background checks, urine samples, psychometric tests, and a full DNA research assessment. Yeah, it will be in order, won't it? 
Oh dear, I digress. <laughs> no, she's not dating, but she's always quoting. So I decided to harness her endless stream of chatter in one direction and have her tell us about a memorable date from the past each week. So here goes. This week, Dolly reminds us that back in 1866, the first roller rink opened up, oh dear. That reminds me of the time the wife had roller skates, yeah. <laughs> she had to give them up when the tyres burst and needed changing. <laughs> Dolly also says that this week in 1981, IBM unveiled the first PC. Yeah, that's not quite the PC we have to put up nowadays, I can tell you. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, there's one more. Yep, it's the anniversary in 1954 of the first issue of Sports Illustrated. Yep. <laughs> That's right, around here it's mostly Sports Frustrated. <laughs> but I do have the calendar up on me office wall. Anyway, it's an odd combination, Dolly, but thanks. We'll keep those dates in mind and I'll keep flicking through me calendar. <laughs> That, of course, brings me, well, rapidly to someone else who you describe as far from eligible for Sports Illustrated calendar. Much <laughs> else, in fact. She still sees it hanging up in my office and the old crow starts giving me a lecture on morality. Yeah. <laughs> Lecturing me on morals is like putting a drug addict in charge of a pharmacy. <laughs> Naturally or even unnaturally, I've got me almost antique 95-year-old mother Nan right here on the farm. She lives to gamble and has her eyes set on just about every wager imaginable. This week, me poor, ever-suffering hog, old Bill, ended up at her feet again. Yeah, whilst the old bird barked horse-racing odds at him like an auctioneer. <laughs> Bill decided to grunt once. <laughs> oh, so Nan only ended up with one win. <laughs> Either way, her best gambling drinking buddy, that's Toshiko Suzuki. Yep, she's me lawyer, brother and black sheep of family, Nelson, that's boy from Beverly Hills, sex with his highness, now one from four-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. <laughs> she turned 104 last week, and she's officially the oldest crow on me farm. For a birthday surprise, we headed to the racetrack as promised, but on the way, Nan discovered a great bingo place. By the time they'd called house 20 times, the raceway was closed. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway, thinking of it as nightmares like me rather bizarre moaning old mother and her various crooked obsessions, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones arrive when I'm having a nice nap, never in bed. This time, though, I'd settled down in my farm office. Worse still, I'd been online looking at that website. <laughs> the idea of Elsie and beyond it on a dating site is bad enough. The worst part is Elsie put up a 20-year-old photo and beyond it had covered her new photo in love hearts and things to hide her true identity. <laughs> I dozed off a course with a head brimming with nasty thoughts and there they were, sitting at a table with ten guys doting on their every whim. But when I looked at beyond it, she was totally covered in floating love hearts and had a dog nose and ears. Yep, the childishness of social media had suddenly sprung into real life. <laughs> the wife, on the other hand, had done so much editing of her face she didn't leave her anything left. Well, 
Said to her mouth, of course, she couldn't do without that. Yeah, not even in me nightmare. The worst part of all was that she hadn't done any editing on her body. Yep, and that's the part that needed it the most. When I looked again, the men in the room had changed from human beings into big human-shaped lumps of candy, and beyond it and Elsie began tucking in. Oh dear. I awoke with an unpleasant jolt, and there in me farm office doorway was skinny Frank, beyond its absent and estranged other half. Yeah, asking me if I could speak to her on his behalf. Oh dear, piggy in the middle, eh? I told him straight, you know, he didn't need me for that job at all. Oh no, he needed three people. Yeah, an interpreter, a crisis management negotiator, and a referee. Oh dear, poor old mucker doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for your podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams and misfortune, me scruffy farman Ding Dang spent some time this week partying at a party organised by his closest relative, Elrod Dang. Ding Dang hooked up with his old neighbour, Claudine Swampy Williams. Oh dear. He had to be drunk to run off anywhere with her, I can tell you. She's got a real reputation in our county. Mostly, though, for opening beer bottles and bean cans with her front teeth. <laughs> Despite the drama of acting stupid when he already is, I've got that unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's southern quote. Yep, she could eat corn through a picket fence. <laughs> oh dear. Ding Dang was talking about Claudine's locally infamous butt teeth. And that's a big oh dang right there. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for your podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. The blind neighbour old Lonnie and nudist swinger old Fred's home is still the oldest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night and it's called, do you know, Fred. Sometimes I really wish I didn't. <laughs> it's the same thing every week though. Bring a bottle, stack of cans, don't forget your wife or girlfriend or significant other and never forget a potluck dish for the buffet. Fred mingles with the swingers. That's probably just about the worst potluck experience anywhere on earth. Whilst old Lonnie dodges the guests and eats the free food. Whilst playing what I suppose you call Russian roulette with his own contribution. This week it included one of his absolute favourites. Yep, that's thinly sliced possum with rich armadillo gravy. It gets worse every time. I get the feeling it must be roadkill season. So when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the biggest swinger of the year party. Oh well, that sounded more like something Fred might qualify for. <laughs> Unfortunately, Fred's guests had a different idea of his, what his party entailed. Yep, he had the biggest swingers in Florida, all right. Even Elsie and beyond it arrived for this one. You know, after looking at Fred's jam-packed home, I could only see possibilities for a Florida sinkhole open up in no time at all. <laughs> yep. I don't want to get sucked into that one. So I headed home pretty fast too. <laughs>
Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers that quite a few people owe her money. She even backs that up with her little pocketbook. Yeah, well, when she remembers exactly where she left it, that is. Oh, dear. Anyway, today I was happy to learn that I owed the old crow nothing. Mm. But when she showed me her little red book, it was packed with familiar names going back here. Some current, some distant memories. Yep, the downside was telling old Nan the bad news. Yep, a lot of the people that owe her money are not just deadbeat. Oh, no, they're already dead. <laughs> That's going to make repayment a tricky business indeed. Yep, even with our witchcraft skills, that is. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of road books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> Okay then, well this week I didn't end up with a book. We've got a new mail carrier and she's misdirected everything. But she didn't misplace a unique piece of mail that read like a book. Oh dear, it's called Why You Should Vote For Me by Rush Lewis Clark Waterford Nixon III. Yeah, a weird brochure rather than a weird book for a change. The author spends all 12 pages running down the other possible candidates for county commission seat and basically tells the reader if you don't vote for him, you're all doomed for an eternity. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strong and full of far-fetched ideas that only me incontinent Republican neighbour old Rush could possibly dream up. A few weeks ago it was his book in my mailbox, his personal manifesto and now it's this over-the-top leaflet he sent to everybody. Yep, I wonder why we hadn't heard from him for so long. See, he's trying really hard for that seat. Of course, it'll be a real change from the toilet seat. But I think having his leaflet designed by an absolute nut <laughs> could work against him. After all, using editing skills to fit Russia's Democrat opponent with a Nazi uniform is going to go a little bit too far by anyone's standards. <laughs> oh dear. You know, I've decided to keep this one on my farm library shelf next to all my books on extremism. Oh dear. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're heading off to the Amazon. Yep, you'll be happy to hear it's not another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one, but it's interesting for sure. So back to the Amazon and the Satari Maui tribe. 
Yep, to prove their passage into adulthood, the young men have to head into the jungle and collect up a bunch of bullet ants. Yeah, these ants are known to just have about the most potent sting possible. They bring the ants back to the village and the elders sedate them. Yeah, the ants that is, yeah. <laughs> then they are woven into gloves and the boys have to wear these gloves. They then dance around for ten minutes trying to ignore the immense pain. Ooh. The worst part is they have to do this several times before passing the test of manhood. Oh dear. That reminds me of the time you found Ding Dang sat on a fire ant nest. Oh no, they didn't go anywhere near his ants, but they sure did make him dance. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm and his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message you have messages well there's Nigel Potts calling you from England my old gout has taken a turn for the worse but I'm back from the hospital today anyway I was trying to tell your brother Buck to employ another farmhand and he said the man I suggested was a kook it does sound absolutely ridiculous too anyway Ned can you tell me what as I haven't a clue. All I want to know is what does he mean? As I wanted a farmhand, not someone for my kitchen. I can't get a modicum of sense out of Buck, so perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I just love the way he introduces himself on me voicemail. It's as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time, Buck says your choice for a farmhand is a kook. <laughs> of course, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, it's a word expression away, but totally different from what you'd imagine. So you're thinking cook, Nigel, and he's saying kook. <laughs> anyway, it's another of those California expressions, and they do have a few weird and wonderful ones for sure. In other words, he reckons the guy you recommended is a fool or an idiot. So with Buck, it's, uh, I suppose, right back to that old uh, takes-one-to-no-one adage, isn't it? Yep, something he relies upon more and more as time goes on. <laughs> Either way, Nigel, that makes some kind of sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake 
and fair trade coffee sit down. <laughs> Young Alice was in happy go lucky mood this week. Yeah, this week she's been catching up on her love for crystals and their unique qualities. So I got a private invite into a peaceful little zen room to check them out. She's got an amazing collection, so I decided to sit amongst them for the afternoon. Well, anything beats me farmhouse. But with Alice, there's always the kind of tranquility that never exists anywhere on me farm either. Anyway, she quickly reminded me of how we should all take more notes of the wonders of nature and baffle me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Fire ants don't just bite. Oh no, no they uh, use those powerful little jaws to hang on to you whilst they stick the stinger in their abdomen into you and inject that painful old venom. Yep, as mentioned before, Ding Dang had a great experience with that a while back. <laughs> well, you've heard the expression of ants in your pants, but uh, he had fire in his pants too. <laughs> oh well, I digress. As always, Alice's Coffee Cake and Company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, this week I just got a last-minute call from Maggie in Massachusetts and she called me to chat about this really odd story. The last convicted Salem witch has finally been exonerated. Yep, Elizabeth Johnson was sentenced to death for practising the devil's magic back in 1692. But luckily she got a reprieve from the governor before the sentence was carried out back then. Oh well, they say the wheels of justice are slow. But 330 years is one hell of a wait. Yep, it doesn't give old Nan much hope if anything moves that slow for her. <laughs> sure, sooner or later with her too, I guess. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> Oh dear, anyway, here goes. Here at Keep It or Burn It Art Sales Inc. doing business as Puff of Smoke Services, we've got a unique offer right now. Just go to our website at digitalpuffersmoke.biz and find our latest offerings. That's right, we keep it real here. Just buy one of our unique artworks today and we'll give you a free NFT too. Yep, a non-fungible token for free, that is, yep. Just wait for a year and let us know if you want to keep the art or just the NFT and we'll destroy either of the originals absolutely free of charge. But wait, that's not all. Our national sales manager, Art Cook Jr. has a special offer and just for Ned Nat Show listeners. Yep, with every new artwork this week only, he'll send you a box of matches absolutely free so you can speed up the ridiculous process in the comfort of your own home and you just can't beat a deal like that. So visit us today and remember our motto, whatever you think about art, real or digital, we're just nuts about destroying it. 
You know, I wasn't expecting that one at all. I've heard far too much about NFTs, cryptocurrency and the entire digital world. You know, most days I don't even know what's real or what's not. You know, I still love those little green bills with the presence faces on them myself. Yeah, far more reliable. But on the closing note, if anyone is interested in swapping your wife Elsie for any kind of token, I'd be happy to change my mind and talk digital business. <laughs> anyway, away from all those crazy ideas, I've got my last words for you. Look after your little planet. It's the only one we've got right now. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays would be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media. <laughs>